Hey, everybody. Hello, you're very welcome to number 81 of FNI Rap Chat. 81, Paul, is a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> that, that's, a, that's a lot of podcasts. Uh, yeah, deadly. Um, yeah, so uh, kind of a, a quick, sneaky, little cheeky uh, Cork film special. Oh, I'll just like, it's so special. It's like cheeky and special and <laughs> short. Uh, so <laughs> like, yeah, we like all the cheeky and short specials. <laughs> we got to do a, a, a phone interview with uh, Fiona Clark, CEO of the Cork Film Festival, uh, and uh, getting a little bit of background on how she uh, got that role and Wow, uh, amazing story and great, great to chat to her. Um, you can see she seems to be someone that really makes stuff happen. Um, and uh, yeah, it's a it's an amazing program as well. So we got to chat about that. So if you are going down to Cork, um, there are some highlights in there. For Absolutely, you head head on over to the uh, corkfilmfest.org and and check out the program. There's some really exciting stuff happening. Uh, some really really interesting movies. Uh, so check out their program. Uh, incidentally, on Thursday in the cellar bar or the cellar theater i should say we're uh, we're running a speed networking event uh, we were invited down and we're really excited to be to be in such great company um it's uh it's after the first take event uh, but if you sign up for the first take event your ticket uh, entitles you to uh, to uh, a spot at at our networking event as well. So yeah, we're really excited about that. Delighted to be partnering up with with, with Cork and playing a small part in what is uh, you know a, a wonderful and really well established film festival in this country. Um, and they're doing some great great stuff in terms of the program down there. Um, FNI related news: We have a on the sixteenth of November at ten a.m. in the brand new podcast studio. Um, in 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 head stuff here, they uh, they just uh, acquired an incredible space downstairs, which was formerly Westland Studios. So um, yeah, it's called the Art of Voiceover. It's with Roger Gregg. Roger has t- over thirty five years experience in voiceover, um, and he's uh, he's worked in all sorts of animation um, advertisements, and he's just. An audio witch doctor in in, in the best possible way. So uh, come along to that. Tickets are available via Eventbrite. It starts bright and early and it's for people who are who take um, audio performance, podcasting, uh, voiceover in general, pretty seriously, drama, animation, characterization, that type of stuff. So it's a lot of kind of practical nuts and bolts information in, in, to help you forge uh, a career and understand the disciplines involved and, and also equipment and self-recording and all sorts of stuff like that. So it's a bit of a bundle there for everybody involved. Uh, as always, who would we like to thank, Paul? Wildcard Distribution. Our, the boys and girls at uh, Wildcard are, are champions of independent cinema and uh, very graciously, uh, you know, supporters at the podcast and also with our events and with prizes and various different bits and pieces. So, Gurv Mila, Mila, my God, for your our continuing support. Yes. Very much appreciate. And uh, thank you to the listeners as well. Um, if you haven't checked out our Mind Yourself episode number 80 last week, uh, please go have a listen and we'd love to get some feedback. Um, basically, it is just a discussion about health uh, and, and filmmaking. Really. Yeah, and are we doing enough? Um, if you'd like to, uh, as always, sponsor uh, or help us out in any way, uh, the podcast or Film Network Ireland in general, you can head on over to www.buymeacoffee.com forward slash FNI and do get involved, do share, subscribe, um, particularly our last episode. Have a listen to that and 
you know, if you'd like to, if you've any thoughts about that, uh, drop us and drop us an email on fniraptchat at gmail dot com. Yeah, and we have a couple of really good episodes coming up over the next uh, few weeks. So Can we mention any of those? Uh, sh- sure. Okay. <laughs> Who have we got coming up? Uh, so next we will have uh, Stephen Bradley, uh, a filmmaker of note, uh, has made huge films such as um, Noble, mm-hmm. and uh, has recently re- released a book uh, called Shooting and Cutting uh, about his life in filmmaking and also his uh, battle with cancer, uh, in which he was kind of... Some story, lads. Yeah, he was kind of seen as a goner, but... Uh, uh, managed to survive and is back making films and has a lot of really exciting projects on the slate. Really, 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 and really interesting uh, individual, but also in terms of, you know, just in terms of his experience and what he's went through, it's really one not to miss. So uh, check that out. Yeah, but for now, we'll go to Fiona Clark. Fiona Clark, how are you doing? I'm good, thank you. Um, day two of the 11-day marathon of the Court Film Festival. We opened last night and it was terrific, but I'm a little tired. Hurrah! <laughs> Yay! I don't, I don't doubt it. It must be kind of a, a sense of relief to get going as well. Oh, do you know it is? And everyone says, oh my God, you know, you are on the roller coaster, but the build-up to it is so enormous. And, you know, there's a whole, there's a whole year of preparation in it and just getting the programme locked and to print and all the guests, all the moving parts. So actually, it's a huge relief to be sharing it with an audience now because that's what it's all about, you know. Absolutely. Audience of general public, the filmmakers are here, press, everybody who who comes to, you know, who lives in Cork or comes to Cork. And it's just, it, it's lovely, actually. I've just been walking, I've just been in a couple of the venues this morning and dropping into uh, to buy a, a coffee and someone said, oh, sure, I'll buy you a coffee. You bought me a drink last night. Can't remember who that was. But <laughs> however, <laughs> it was really nice. And you're, you're chatting to people, you, you know, on the street about what's in the program and what they're going to see next. And there's just tangible buzz in the city. It's just glorious. I love it. Brilliant. And uh, what did you open with last night? We opened with Ordinary Love. There is nothing ordinary about that film. It is beautiful. It's a piece of mastery. Really, really classy film directed by Lisa um, Barrister and Glenn Laban, mm-hmm. um, starring Liam Neeson and Leslie Mandel. And on every level, Erin um, McCafferty wrote the script. Um, the, the script, the direction, the cinematography, the performances, everything about it. And it's, you know, it's a pretty tough story. It's a love story and it's heartbreaking in places but it's really heartwarming and there was there was just such an amazing atmosphere in the everyman um you know it's a, it, it's a, a a big but intimate space and there's a depth of engagement with that film that you just don't get very often it's it's i i can't recommend it highly enough it's on release from the 6th of december and everybody should go and see it excellent uh, ringing endorsement. Um, we might just get a little bit of background on uh, the kind of work that you've done previously and how that all kind of brought you to this current role that you're in. Yeah, I was just thinking about that earlier, actually. Um, um, meeting a, an ambassador later today, and they'd asked me for my CV, so I was you know, scrubbing around in the drawer to try and find the piece <laughs> right, of paper yeah. that remind myself of who I am and what yeah. I've been doing. Um, 
Well, I, I started out, and I was always interested in theatre, you know, as a child, wanted to be an actress and la, la, la. Mm -hmm. um, but I started out in arts education, really. Um, my first um, paid job out of university, well, I set up a theatre company, a children's theatre company, and did you know, the thing that all students do, and you take your shows up to the Edinburgh Festival, and you do everything. You know, you drive the van, you build the set, you write it, you direct it, you produce it, and, you know, you drag your whole family to come and see it ten times. And... <laughs> It was a brilliant experience, um, and I knew I wanted to work in theatre, and I got, I managed to land uh, a three-month placement at the Bristol Old Vic, and uh, it was, you know, arts education was a very new concept at the time, and I was a sort of education assistant, and we did everything from going out to schools, I, um, we did an um, accident, accidental death of an anarchist in Hallfield Prison with lifers, um, I did a project with young people about homelessness, we would do Q&As on stage with stars and in Eugene O'Neill plays. It was the whole gamut. Yeah. And I just, mm -hmm. I, I found it really interesting and really inspiring. And it was a part, it was a sort of the guts of theatre making that I hadn't been fully aware of. But what really struck me most was the, the power of, of theatre to um, engage young people. And some young people in classrooms of their teachers have said that child has never spoken and they were hugely participative and, and animated during the session. And it's something that, you know, you could see creativity unlocking um, imaginations right in front of you. And I found that really interesting. And I spent, you know, a good few years um, in that field and in various different theatres around the UK and, um, and, and abroad. Um, and it kind of took me to, um, you know, to, to look at the whole side of producing. And then I realized that um, actually I wanted to be a theatre producer. That's what I, that's just a bit, my skill was to bring, have ideas and bring the right people together to realize them. Um, and then I worked at the, um, right, so I worked at, at various regional theatres, Federal um, Bar, to set up a production company. So I learned about commercial theatre producing as well, mm -hmm. uh, which is you know, completely different from the not-for-profit sector. But again, crossover sometimes we would produce plays and they would have a further life um, and then I spent um, seven years uh, as the executive producer at the Bush Theatre in London which is a sort of tiny theatre but a powerhouse of new writing and my focus for all of that time was on new writing so we would nurture writers develop writers produce their work took shows off Broadway into the West End it didn't happen very often but you know hugely exciting to see from the, the kernel of an idea that through the labs we would we would um, help to develop would reach a much much larger audience um, and I did that for quite a while and I you know I, it, it's, I realized that I'd been a sort of theater producer for I don't know 15 20 years or something and it was sort of my god is this is what defines my life you know yeah. um, and then I threw all the sticks up in the air and went off and did something completely different I joined a team and we did um, a world um, uh, circumnavigation of the globe in a powerboat to break the world record. <laughs> Good God. I wasn't expecting that's that. A, that's quite and literally a departure. That's a, that's the biggest departure. It, well, well it, it kind of was and it wasn't. I, sort of, I just, I kind of, I just turned 40 and I was thinking, God, is it, you know, I, you know, I love what I love what I'm doing, but it, you know, I, what what if there's something else that's amazing out there? Um, <laughs> and you know, I, I didn't know that it was amazing. Yeah. Um, and it happened. It happened really quickly. It wasn't planned at all. Um, some friends thought it was amazing. Um, uh, I think my family thought it was um, crazy, and it was. And it was both those things. It was amazing and crazy. And we and I ended up spending a year on the project. Um, 
And I started off, I was just going to do three months. And, I, I, and you know, it, it, one of those things was a friend of a friend said, oh, I've got a friend who's doing this project and, you know, you should meet him. And I said, oh, I can help them a bit with, you know, some sponsorship or some press or whatever. And three weeks later, I was um, chief executive running the project uh, and a mad New Zealand captain saying, you've got to raise one and a half million dollars um, in three months so that we can get this boat around the world. And so you do. And yeah. moved to <laughs> Valencia and refitted the boat. And the boat was amazing. The boat was called Earth Race. And it was the most extraordinary. I mean, if you Google it, Earth Race World Record, you'll see what I mean. It's sort of like Batman's car in your boat, the 72 foot um, wave piercing trimaran that all run on green technology. So we ran it on biodiesel, um, it was carbon neutral. And, and the, the point of it was that this, this maverick guy, Pete Bethune, I just decided that, you know, he used to be, he used to work in the oil industry and then he, he saw the light and he wanted to prove that renewable energy was as good as, you know, was as, as powerful as, as fossil fuels. And so what better way to do that than break the world record for circumnavigating the globe but do it on green technology. Wow. So yeah. that's what we did. And we broke, we broke the world record um, by two weeks. Um, <laughs> I think it was two weeks, 42 Oh, gosh, I can't even remember what the record was. Yeah. <laughs> it's that terrible. It's like eleven years ago, so okay. I'm forgiven. Yeah. I think. Yeah, um, I, I feel so I feel really that, guilty in terms of the, the value I, I give to the world now. <laughs> <laughs> well, the value of that project. I mean, we had. I mean, it's, it's probably the hardest I've ever worked. You know, kind of real gun to head stuff at times because you know we'll, we we would you'd find yourself on, on the other side of the world with a major problem and mm-hmm. how do you get how do you fix it and you just have to and. But a really, really dedicated group of people, and it was also enormous fun. I mean, we travelled all over the world. We met amazing people. We did this. We had this big adventure, and and I I met my now husband on that. So oh. you know, it was it felt like a pretty lucky turning point in my life. Hmm. And what it made me realise is that there's creativity in lots of different roles, um, in lots of different sectors, and um, the problem solving and strategic planning and creative and being visionary, all of those things. They don't, it, it, it isn't exclusive to the creative industries. Yeah. Um, but how valuable having a background in the creative world was to a different world. And so, you know, that was a, that was a huge sort of um, epiphany for me, I guess. Um, so when we came back, you know, I, I thought, you know, and I used to go, when I was a theatre producer, I used to go to the theatre every night. Uh, pretty much, you know, at least three, four times a week. Yeah. And for a whole year on Earth Race, I didn't go to the theatre once, and I didn't miss it. And I just thought that was really telling as well. Um, so I thought, oh, I can't go back and run a theatre um, or a production company. What am I going to do? And I was literally just thinking, I, I need to buy myself time to work out what I'm going to do next. And uh, I, I, I um, interviewed for and I got a, a, a job, a nine-month maternity cover as the chief executive of a young people's helpline charity in the UK called Get. Then it was called Get Connected. It's called the Mix now. And you know, was, I didn't work in the charity world. I didn't know anything really about that. But it looked really interesting. It looked like it, and it looked like um, a really interesting enterprise where they were trying to grow the service. They were trying to reach more young people. They didn't really know how to, you know, how to do that. This was at the beginning of the recession, so you tried to raise money, um, you know, from trusts and foundations, from corporates was nigh on impossible. And I thought, well, it's nine months, you know. My job here is to is to not mess it up. As long as I hand it back in not a worse state than I got it, it will be good. So I stayed five years, and, uh, <laughs> and we grew it, I think, threefold in that time. Oh, and wow. it's now, um, you know, that's a while ago now, and I, I went back and visited them actually recently and starting to the 
the current chief executive, and they're reaching like two and a half, three million um, kids now, which is amazing. amazing. And I feel really privileged to have played a little part in that, you know, however many years ago it was. And and it, you know, like running an arts organisation, actually, it reminds you that um, you're you're one little part of this of this really big thing, and you're only a custodian of it. It's not yours. It's not about you. It's not ego. You know, personality is fine, but it's actually about what is it that you are doing that's going to be a benefit to someone else, or what is it mm. that you're producing that an audience is going to uh, receive or engage with, um, and, you know, and, and, and share and communicate about. Um, and I actually found running that charity almost more creatively interesting and challenging than uh, running a theatre produ- and, and being a producer. It was it was just really interesting. Um, and, you know, I, it, I, it sounds really trite, but it felt good to be doing something good. Um, mm. you know, of and, of value, of really service, important. yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I, and and I, you know, it's not. I, you know, I don't. I don't think. You know, I think the arts are, and and culture is, is absolutely vital in our society. But you know, you, and you can't compare apples and pears, and you know, sort of, you know, saving saving young people's lives and you know, producing a, a play. You know, they're, they're not. They're not, and you don't compare them. But there is a sort of different um, sensibility and and sort of feeling to that. And and I, I was, you know, it, it felt. Um, it was good. It was it was good to have that experience, and 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 I learned a lot. I had a brilliant a brilliant um, uh, board of management board. Um, the governance was really was really strong, but it was really dynamic. So that the people who who it was the first time I'd really experienced where um, the corporate world um, engaged in a meaningful and helpful way. You know that um, what well, we we weren't really looking for their money. We were looking how you know can you help us to reach two and a half million people. And when you've got an advertising agency, says, "Well, we've got a lot of contacts, so yeah, we, we can we, we can actually help you do that." So why don't we? So we will, and they did. And it was it was finding those sort of synergies um, that that you said, actually this just this just needs a bunch of people to sit in the room and and say, "Well, we this is what we do, and this is what and this is what we have." And so, well, actually, this is what we do, and this is what we have. What we're looking for, it was like a bit of a barter. It's like, well, we've got this, and you know, do you want that? And I just I found it really interesting. Um, so I did that for, for five years, and um, and I but I knew that my my partner at the time he, he's, is from Cork, um, from East Cork, and that he was he like like all Irishmen will want to come home at some point. <laughs> mm. and, yes, they uh, do. The car that was always that was always We did we did everything you know the 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 wrong way around. We 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 bought a big old house that needs renovating. Mm. By the sea in Ballycotton, um, and we were those people. Like we watched, we watched grand designs all the time, and you know, <laughs> we go to the chateau, and we're the people on the sofa, you know, with a glass of wine, going, oh, "You see, I could have told them that wouldn't work." And you know, <laughs> yeah, of course, the electric, the electric is going to cost ten times as much, and you know, blah blah blah. Yeah. And then we are those people. We are the people who own the big black money pit that <laughs> is our house but we love it and so we did that and we were coming and going back from the uk and um and uh, but I, you know so i was looking i was kind of thinking well what would i do what you know what will i do you know uh, you know what what's next and i was just really really lucky that um at the time this is the end of 2013 beginning of 2014 um there were a few uh, there was a handful of um irish uh, sort of leading art cultural organizations who were 
um, on a scheme, an arts council scheme called RAISE, which was recruiting um, sort of senior um, people from um, mostly from the UK, America and, and, and Ireland um, to sort of set up development and fundraising um, philanthropy in the arts um, here. And I got the job at the IFI um, as head of development and fundraising. And, uh, you know, that, that, that's really, I suppose, the most direct route to the Cork Film Festival now. I spent three years at the IFI, yeah. um, had a, had a you know, really a brilliant time. I learned a lot. I'm still very close and in touch with a, a lot of um, the colleagues there. We collaborate um, with the IFI for the, film, for the Cork Film Festival as well. But it was a great introduction. It was a great way to um, learn about the Irish film industry and to sort of become assimilated in working in Ireland because it's very different from from working in the UK and in other, you know, in America and various other places. Yeah. Um, and I really, you know, I loved it. I didn't love the commute so much. Right. Um, mm. You know, the weekly commute. You um, know, leaving leaving Ballycotton on a Monday morning and uh, yeah. <laughs> sort of in the in the dark to to arrive in in, in Dublin, but. But I, but I really, I really en- enjoyed my time there, and I learned a lot from it. Made lots of contacts. And what um, kind of projects did you do there, or what, or what did the work involve? Well, I, I'm, you know, that again is really kind of gratifying. Um, so one of the one of the um, events that we have uh, here at Festival on Monday is uh, Cork in the Newsreels, the um, the IFI um, Irish Independence Collection, which is uh, footage and newsreels from. Kind of from that 1914 to 1922, that's all been um, identified and repatriated from archives around the world, from the UK, from various places, and some of some of which has never been seen before. And this was this was a project that the team at the IFI were working on, and we were raising money for, and we were just identifying what that. And and now, you know, a few years later. Um, uh, you know, Kaz and, and Kira are going to be presenting the. Um, some of that, some of those newsreels that are Cork related, in an illustrated talk here in Cork um, as part of the Cork Film Festival, and and I love that sort of well, um, coming full circle. that connectivity yeah. that, that that happens. Um, so that was a really interesting um, project. The education department, the IFI, is, you know, really is really strong. We worked on lots of things there, um, but it was generally actually just trying to um, establish that um, support private individual and corporate support of the arts is important and valuable and it and that it's there's a i suppose a shift away from um a, the the greater you know that public funding is never going to um be uh the only investment in the arts it has to be a sort of a mixed ecology of of those of those things um so you know that's 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 really what i worked on there and it you know all adds to the the, the the skill base and understanding and stuff but I obviously Cork Film Festival you know, we, 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 we live just outside you know Cork and um, you know I was motivated to uh, ultimately to find something that um, that I wanted to do that was that was um, you know in Cork and you know this is my adopted home this is where I've chosen to to make my life and very happily so so it's important that you know it was really important to me that that find something that I felt that I could contribute to that was you know my contribution to the community that I'm that I'm working in. So you know, Cork Film Festival was really kind of it, it, of course it was it was kind of it was obvious. Um, and you know, here I am three just over three years later, and my fourth festival um, <laughs> just kicked off. So you know, it's all good. Yeah, and maybe just tell us about the role. Of CEO and and what what it involves it it doesn't directly involve programming as such right um it's it's a 
it's a it's a kind of varied role. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm not a programmer, and I don't yeah. pretend to be a programmer. But I have, um, I absolutely have a a role in the program. And you know, I suppose it's it, you know, with all with any um, organisation, especially a cultural um, organisation, you need you need to start. It, it always starts with the art. It's all about the art. You know, you've got to get the art right. Um, and the investment in the art. And, and to do that, you need to be just really clear about two things, you know, who you are and who you're for. You know, what are you and who are you for? And they're very simple questions. They're often quite hard to answer. And when you do stop and think about those things, and it, 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 it prompts you to think about a lot of other stuff because um, it's very easy to, when you're, when you're working in an environment where, you know, your resources are limited and there are lots of pools on your attention, there are many different stakeholders, that it's very easy to, for your, your core purpose to get diluted or to be pulled in one direction because, oh, well, that looks really interesting and, um, you know, that's where the money is, so let's do something there. And then something over the other side and it can be completely different. And before you know it, you, you're sort of, everything's grown arms and legs and, it's all a bit of a, a, a sort of, there's a lack of clarity. Mm. Um, so you have to be really focused and, and and be clear about those two things. But it is all about, it starts with, you know, if the program isn't good, if the program isn't great, if it isn't the best program it can possibly be, then why would people come? Mm, so you, yeah. start with, you start with the art and, and you know, making that as, 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 as brilliant as you can. Um, and, and that involves making sure you've got good people who know what they're doing and who are supportive and... Um, who you know who who are um, uh, motivated to on the same on that same objective, um, and then you you know you look at okay now we need to we need to communicate this really really clearly to um, our audience. We need to know who those audiences are. So it's about you know kind of aggressively marketing it, I suppose, but in, in, a, in a very broad term. And then and then when, once you once you're doing that and you're engaging people and it's you're, you you want them to um, you want them to come inside. You want them to be involved. You want them to care. Mm-hmm. And you know to be interested in what's coming next and things. And once they once they care and they're interested, then they'll support, which means they'll buy tickets or they'll become friends or they will sponsor something or they'll, or they'll 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 turn up. You know, we need it's the audiences that we want to get in. Oh yeah. And and then once you've got the audiences in and they're buying their tickets and or sponsoring this or doing that, then you're generating revenue. That means you can just pour that all back into the art and the circle starts again. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and obviously the Cork Film Festival is the oldest festival in the country, but it's a year-long festival in many respects, isn't it? I mean, there's several different outreach events and different screenings and engagement with the community. Um, um, yeah. And, it's and that's, you know, um, that's, that isn't a, uh, that's a really important aspect. I mean, it, 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 the, 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 main, the main purpose is our 11-day festival, and... You know, festivals are, are a very particular kind of beast. The point is that there is all this stuff happening at the same time. So you are connecting ideas and thoughts and themes and the experience is different. You're meeting filmmakers. It's the films being presented in context. They're being curated for you, you know. Um, so there's, there's a whole sort of... There are all those different levels and layers in that. Mm. But... Um, you know, the year-round presence is also really important. We want to keep our audiences interested and engaged year-round, and we want them to be going to the cinema, to going to other cinemas all year-round. It's a, it's, you know, if it's if it's good for us, it's good for cinemas, if it's good for cinemas, it's good for us. So we collaborate. We've got a brilliant partner in the Gate Cinema, our principal venue partner, mm-hmm. and they're very good to us. And we do a number of events out, out, um, out of the festival, trying with them. 
And already you can see that there's a crossover of, of the sort of, I suppose, independent cultural cinema during the festival and um, what would be, other, you know, be um, predominantly mainstream commercial um, uh, films throughout throughout the year. And and some of the films at the festival that have, have had limited releases and things. So that growing, growing um, I suppose, film literacy, but also um, keeping... Um, audiences engaged and and hungry. There's a huge appetite in, in in Cork for you know good cultural cinema. Um, and then this year we launched really proud actually we launched um, our new outreach program called Intin, which is um, it's sort of the offshoot of our uh, film and mental health program Illuminate during the festival, where we curate um, a number of films that um, speak to a particular aspect of mental health or um, you know, show us a particular aspect of um, that it would would spark some interesting conversation. And then we build panel events around that, or have a filmmaker come and um, you know do an extended introduction and talk about why why that film has had an influence yeah, on their that's, work. That's really great work. That's really important it's, work. It's really really interesting. Um, and we've got you know three very different films this year: System Crashers, that a young girl um, who's who's sort of just falls between all the stalls in the um, in, in the care system. Um, Ernie and Joe, which is a documentary about two policemen in, in Texas who are ca- trying to come up with their own, you know, a way of managing um, mental health in the community through their work. And then Lovely Karma Winters is, um, has chosen The Sweet Hereafter as a sort of classic title that's had an influence on her work to present that. So, uh, so very, you know, really interesting looking at um, using film as a platform, you know, great films that also have, it can be, um, provide this really interesting environment and platform for that discussion. And In Tin is a sort of, is the transition year version of that that we're doing out of festival time. And we launched the pilot in, in September. It was massively oversubscribed. I think we had about something like 700 um, young people on the waiting list. So the next the next phase is next year, um, and we're rolling it out not just in Cork City, but we're doing Waterford, Limerick, um, where else, Kerry, I think, mm. um, across Munster, anyway. And um, we'll probably reach about 2,000 young people by the end of next year. And my hope is that this project... Um, it's something that can be sustained and actually scaled, and it could become a nationwide uh, project. That, you know, where each year there is this this um, touring program of films that um, that will speak to a younger audience and give them. So, we, with the Intim project, they they see a film is introduced by the filmmaker, and then we do a, um, a sort of two to three hour workshop in the afternoon. With we partnered with UCC Mental Health Services, um, Jigsaw, Headstrong, etc. So. It's very, it's a very thoughtful program, but it's. I think, um, you know, I, I would prefer to do one thing and do it really well, where I think there is a there is a need for it, than mm. to have endless education projects going on, um, where you, you you're sort of um, you're doing a, a little bit, um, but all over the place. So mm. I think our I think our focus is going to be on just really nailing intern and trying to roll it out to as many um, schools as we possibly can. That sounds incredible, brilliant. We're a little bit short on time, so just uh, before you go, maybe um, just some highlights for the next for the next week or so uh, that maybe some of our listeners w- might not have heard about. If you have any, oh yes, oh gosh, that's like you know, so <laughs> choice. Choose your favourite child. Yeah. Um, everything is good, obviously, um, but uh, like tonight, um, if, if anyone's looking for something to do tonight, um, there's a documentary you should not miss which is Lost Lives, um, mm-hmm. which documents, based on the book, documents 
all the men, women and children who have, whose lives have been lost in the Troubles. It's the most beautiful film. It's non-partisan. It's human. It's a glorious sort of testimony, um, testimony and uh, told in a very elegiac, very careful and thoughtful way. Um, that's at 6.15 tonight. Tomorrow, um, if you're looking for a... Um, oh, well, the cave... Um, the cave, you'll, you probably remember the, the story last year that gripped the nation about the Thai football, the young lads in Thailand, the football team that got um, yeah. trapped in the cave. Oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah. there's a um, Tom Wallace film, is screening tomorrow night. And in fact, um, Jim Warmey, who was the, um, the cave diver from County Clare, who went out and saved the boys, is in, is in the film and is coming tomorrow night as well. Oh, um, so that will be really interesting. Um, what else have we got coming up? Um, Oh, there's so much. <laughs> I can't, I, I can't, I can't think. Pick my um, the Nightingale. The Nightingale. That yeah, that's that, what I'm particularly looking forward to that one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, lots of shorts programs. We have 16, 17 shorts programs, um, Irish and international. Lots of doll makers in attendance. So, um, you know, short film programs, are, uh, you know, we've, we've, we've been championing the short film um, form for, um, uh, for decades. And, um, and in fact, you know, this year we got we we um, we've introduced um, a third Oscar qualifying award. Um, so along with the the Grand Prix Irish Short, Grand Prix International Short, there's now a Grand Prix Documentary Short Award. So three winners in Cork will join the long list of the Oscars um, in 2021. Oh, uh, so short short film is is alive and well in in Cork. Um, yeah. Most definitely. And uh, uh, Film Network the Ireland, best thing, we are the doing... The best thing to do is to go to courtfilmfest.org and yeah. check out the programme yeah. there. Um, yeah, and we'd also, like, we'd also like to thank you as well, obviously, for you know, inviting us down to come and do play a really small part and run a little little bit of an event and obviously do some podcasts oh, yeah. down there as well. So we're really excited as well. On Thursday. Mm. What That's time is on it? Thursday, yep. At the Cellar Theatre, which is our, our um, uh, new festival club, a brilliant space. Yeah, um, okay. So that's the, the the speed networking event. Yeah, and we you know we yeah. encourage everybody to come along with an open mind and leave your preconceptions yeah. at the door and you know meet some people. Uh, but uh, yeah, um, continue. And actually, it'd be really good to encourage um, you know encourage those, those you know those filmmakers come to first take before that because absolutely you'll meet, you know they'll meet people in the industry. They're really good, interesting panel discussions. And if you come to first take, then I think the speed day. The speed networking is. Um, oh, it's all part of a lovely Cork Film Festival package. Just come, meet yeah. people, go to first take, and, and and get involved. But most importantly, you know, put your bums on seats and go and see yeah. some films. Um, thank you very much for your time. We really appreciate we it. Could, we would love to oh, chat more, you. but uh, we're a bit squeezed for time. But thanks so much for taking yeah, the time. Just I'm sure come to Cork and we'll chat more there. We'll yeah, see you absolutely. There. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> okay. Brilliant. Thanks a million. Really appreciate it. Have a great day and enjoy the rest of it. Cheers.